In this edition of Locked On Capitals, I have the very latest on Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, and Alex Ovechkin as the Capitals opened up training camp today. I'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Capitals officially opened training camp today, and uh, there were some interesting interviews from Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Alex Ovechkin. We'll get to some of those in this episode. And just right off the top here, we're going to start with the uh, interview with Nick Backstrom. And it was kind of um, a bit of a, an emotional interview to watch because you can tell that uh, it, you know when he came to that decision to get that hip resurfacing procedure done, he didn't arrive at the conclusion that he should have got that done real easily. It was a tough decision for him to make, but you know what he said, it was getting to the point where he had a hard time putting his shoes on and tying his shoes. And it was even getting to the point where it was difficult for him to play with his children. Um, and now that since he's had that procedure done, he's able to do those things again. So in that regard, um, it seems like things are going better for him. He said for the first time uh, in some years, he's actually feeling uh, better and he, he's not in a lot of pain. And some of the beat writers were asking him a question and they said, um, you know, they asked him about the procedure. And he said, listen, if I didn't have that procedure done, he joked, I would be skating with one leg. Uh, but then uh, they continued to ask him more questions about his workout routine. And he said that, you know, I, I work out just like the rest of the guys. And they kind of pressed him more. And uh, you could tell he was a little bit agitated with the questions. He like He's like, listen, guys, everything that those guys are doing in there. I can do. Um, and then I think that he acquiesced a bit and said, I can't, I can't run yet, which is to be expected. Um, you know, if you have a hip resurfacing procedure done, it's not something that you should be testing the limits of it right away. Uh, he talked about that when he was on the ice, he was very tempted to try to take a lap out there. And he said, um, you know, it's just difficult to be out there and see the guys uh, skating and practicing and ramping it up for the season. As you know, they were doing skating drills and that kind of thing today. So, um, you know, for a guy that's been with his team for so many years and just an integral part, um, he, you know, uh, holds all kinds of records for assists. And uh, it could be said that um, Alex Ovechkin would not be the player he is today uh, if it wasn't for the likes of someone like Nick Backstrom. And uh, your heart really kind of goes out to him because you can tell 
you know, he has that real positive attitude uh, when they were talking to him. You know, everyone was kind of trying to spin it a little bit negative, you know, like what's the possibility, you know, that you might not ever come back. Um, you could tell it kind of bugged him a little bit, uh, but he was able to kind of brush it off and put a positive spin on it. And he's like, listen, guys, I understand that, you know, I'm up against pretty tall odds, but I'm up to the challenge and I'm optimistic that um, I will be back at some point this year. And, um, you know, like I say, hats off to a guy with just such a positive attitude. A little bit later in the show, I'll talk about Tom Wilson and what kind of a positive influence Nick Backstrom has been on him. You know, he talked about some days that he doesn't feel like, you know, hitting the weight room or working out. And he sees a guy like Nick Backstrom, who's been so sore for such a long period of time, really busting his butt uh, in the weight room and stuff that it kind of just gives him that added uh, push, you know, to, to really take it to the next level. Uh, this was in The Athletic. They were kind of talking about the interview today and what went on there. Backstrom, who underwent a resurfacing surgery on his left hip in late June, re- reported being pain-free for the first time in a long time. He's still not cleared to resume skating, but the alternate captain sounded much more optimistic about returning than he did at the end of the season. I'm going to start off by saying I'm pain-free, Backstrom said. No more pain that I had before. I'm feeling good. I'm in the gym working out, doing my rehab so far, so good. And uh, that is a positive thing from Nick. Um, You know, we do want him back. I know that the Capitals went out and they signed Dylan Strom to ostensibly fill his role in his absence. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, Dylan Strom, at this point in his career anyway, is not Nick Backstrom. And uh, we really hope that uh, Nick can come back. You know, if it is this season, I guess that remains to be seen. I'm going to choose to be optimistic, um, just like he is, uh, that um, he is going to be able to return. The 34-year-old added, it was a life changer for me in daily life just to pick up my socks, tie my shoes, and play with my kids. I couldn't really do that before. Now the next step is to get back on the ice. Although there's no timetable for Backstrom to resume skating, he was on the ice in full gear last week for the team's internal photo shoot. Asked if he was tempted to let it rip on the ice. He shot back with a smile. Yeah, tempted. And, um, you know, like, again, I'll talk about later in the show, Tom Wilson kind of resounded that or echoed that same thing. Uh, McClellan, in the meantime, chose his words carefully when asked about number 19's progress. I don't know that's actually been done at this level he's at. He said of Backstrom's prognosis, it's a serious intrusion in your body. We'll see how he recovers from it. I know physically he feels really well now just doing daily stuff. I think it'll be a long progression and see how the skating affects it, the strength, how it comes back, the mobility, how it comes back, and how he'll be able to use it in game situations. So I think it'll be a long road, but we'll see how it goes. And, um, you know, I know everyone wants to kind of point to the same um, example of a couple players that have played in the NHL without um, real favorable favorable results. And um, when they asked him if he was aware of anyone that was able to return from this that was a hockey player, he said, yes, I know a few. Um, and most of those players that he thought of, he didn't list names or a lot of names. The ones he kind of just referenced, uh, referenced some players uh, back home in the Swedish Elite League. So he is aware of some players that were able to return. I know it is up against pretty high odds that he is going to be able to come back, but he's like, listen, guys, this is this was the end of my road. Uh, so if I'm coming back to the NHL or not, I'm paraphrasing a bit here, I had to have it done, uh, you know, just for everyday life. And I talked about that earlier in the summer. 
you know, we got to kind of look out for Nick Backstrom, not just Nick Backstrom, the hockey player, but this guy has got to live his life after hockey. He's got to tie his shoes. He's got to play with his kids. So I know that we want to put paramount importance on the hockey aspect of it. But at the end of the day, I worry about Nick Backstrom, the person. Of course, I want to see him back on the ice. But, you know, he is a, he is a father out there and he has children to take care of. He has a wife. So he does have bigger responsibilities outside of hockey. Asked if he's more optimistic about Backstrom's long-term look than prior to the surgery. His mobility has changed significantly with a replacement. If it translates to game skating, I think that'll be great for him. Backstrom is expected to start the season on the long-term IL. So, and you know, there's a lot of things, and I talked about this with J.J. Regan, is that kind of the, the interesting position that the Caps are in is they signed some of these players and they've kind of spent quite a bit of money, almost like they were planning on Nick not coming back this year, kind of like they looked at the raw data and they thought to themselves, you know, based on all these other guys that have had this procedure done, it, he's probably not going to come back this year. Um you know, and I'm talking about your Dylan Strom. I'm talking about your Connor Brown and those kind of things. So they are going to have to free up some money if Nick does come back at some point this season. Um, how that would uh, manifest itself, I guess, remains to be seen. But at the end of the day, we really do hope uh, that Nick Backstrom can come back. Um, because like I said, he is such an important part of this team. And it's not just on the ice. He is a leader. Um, you know, you'll hear a lot of the players talk about it if you go to... Uh, caps.com. They'll have a bunch of interviews and a lot of them are talking about just what kind of a role model Nick Backstrom is to, you know, a lot of the different players on the team and, you know, just in the locker room, just a really uh, positive presence. So obviously we really hope uh, nothing but the best from Nick and I hope that he has a speedy recovery. All right. So after the break here, we're going to continue to talk about the Capitals players on day one of training camp. Up next here, we'll talk about Tom Wilson and what, how he, how is he progressing in his recovery? We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is the number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-date minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to bet online or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. And now that the NFL season is going in full swing and the NHL season will be starting soon, bet online is the perfect place to get all your information and betting needs. So go to bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. And in this episode, we are talking about some of the player interviews at day one of training camp. I'm just kind of catching up on some of the players that were injured. In the first segment, we talked about Nick Backstrom. In this second segment here, we'll talk about Tom Wilson and his recovery so far. As we know, um, if you remember, if you can recall, uh, Tom Wilson, who was injured in game one of uh, the playoffs, the first round against the Panthers, you know, initially when you saw that injury, 
it didn't look like something, you know, uh, that was going to put him out for the rest of the season. And, and it didn't look like it would require a surgery. You know, it looked like he might miss a shift and come back. But, you know, alas, it wasn't meant to be. And then the interesting thing about Tom Wilson's uh, injury was is the entire playoff series against the Panthers. They never said that, you know, in fact, Tom Wilson is out. He is out for the rest of the season. He is out for the rest of the series. They never did. And uh, Tom Wilson talked about that in the in an interview. He said, you know, I wasn't trying to be a smokescreen. Listen, the trainer said, based on my injury, that I might be able to return. And one of the interesting things that Tom Wilson talked about is that initially when he was taken off the ice, um, he, they did, um, tests on him, you know, to see his mobility and jump on it and stuff. And he was able to do some of the things, um, in that testing that he shouldn't be able to do with that type of injury. So he said, I wasn't trying to be deceptive or the coaches or whoever wasn't trying to be deceptive about if I'm going to return or not. I just, you know, we were going to try everything we could do to get me back out on the ice because I was ahead of the game, you know, with an injury such as this. But he said that when he was on the ice, you know, when he would hit a certain position, he all the strength was lost uh, in his knee and he didn't have the strength there. So there was an underlying issue, um, you know, with that ACL in his knee. And he said the biggest thing this summer was just working on recovery. He's kind of a competitor and a guy that likes to stay active, but, you know, talking about that he has, you know, taken that time for his body to heal, doing the right thing. So you don't, you know, aggravate this injury. The last thing that we want to do with Tom Wilson or Nick Backstrom is rush him back before they're ready. And, you know, for them too, they don't want to miss any more time because sometimes, when players come back before they should, they just end up re-aggravating it, and then they end up uh, even more injured here. So Tom Wilson, who had surgery to repair the ACL in his left knee in late May, is on track to return during the original timeline of six to eight months, which means anywhere between early December and late January. He's in good shape, McClellan said. He rehabs well. He does all the right things. It's important that the actual injury, no matter how well you've rehabbed, it needs a specific amount of time. So it's important that everybody keeps that in mind, no matter how good he's feeling or or rehabbing. And that was one of the things that Tom Wilson wanted to point out is he goes, I don't want to put a timetable on this uh, because it's not going to be until December, around December. So there's no point in September about guessing about when I'm going to come back. Um, just kind of everyone just know that it's going to be in December and kind of just leave it alone until around December. Wilson traveled to New York on Monday to have his knee examined by the doctor who per performed the surgery. Everything checked out okay, and Wilson acknowledged being ahead of schedule, but he echoed McClellan's sentiment after differentiating between feeling good and being fully healed. It's one of those things where you can be ahead of the schedule and still need to wait, Wilson said. It's kind of weird mental one that way because you've got to let the injury heal itself. And just like the science and the research and everything on all the stuff is saying, you've just got to wait and do it once. And again, you don't want to push it. You don't want to go too soon. We need Tom Wilson back out on the ice. He plays a big role. He's kind of a, a multidimensional player. He brings that sandpaper. He's a tough guy. He's a goal scorer. He's a leader. And uh, those guys aren't necessarily a dime a dozen. And, you know, 
is is um uh connor brown is he up for filling that role you know that's one of the things that um um peter laviolette talked about on the junkies show there in dc is he said you know just because this is where you guys think these players are going to be training camp is going to determine where these players are so don't you know get ahead of yourself and start penciling these guys in where you think they're going to fit there's a possibility that those players will play there, but we don't know that until the dust settles um, during training camp. Wilson is expected to start the season on long-term injured reserve, and we are hoping for nothing but the best from Tom Wilson, just a really great player. I know that sometimes he's seen around the league as kind of this tough guy, but you know, if you're a Capitals fan, you love the guy on the ice. You know what kind of leader he is. You know what kind of what he brings to the table. He is just such a, a great player that you know people that try to diminish the kind of player that Tom Wilson is. It's it's you know usually because they're playing on another team that he's gone out on the ice and destroyed some of their players. And I get that. You know, I don't want any of the Capitals players injured either, but. At the end of the day, one heck of a hockey player, and uh, we hope that he continues to have a speedy recovery. All right, so after the break here, we're going to continue to talk about day one of training camp for the Capitals. Lots of interviews in day one. I'm not going to have time uh, to be able to get to all of them. This is only around a 30-minute podcast, but I'm going to get as many as I possibly can, and then perhaps on tomorrow I will finish up the rest of them, or you know, there's going to be other news that's breaking, but I'm going to try to get through um, as many of them as I possibly can today. So after the break, I am going to continue to do that, to talk about the interviews from the Capitals players as it is day one at camp. So put aside anything from last year, put aside, you know, any negative energy, you know, could have been, should have been. This is the new season for the Capitals and there's a lot of opportunity. They got Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren and Dylan Strom and Connor Brown. So despite the pundits out there that want to spin it and say that this Capitals team is too old to win a cup, let's prove them wrong. Wouldn't that be a good feeling? All right. We'll talk about more of that and more next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about day one of training camp. Yes, we've kind of waited for this all summer, haven't we? The whole summer of talking about what should have been, what should the Capitals have done, what could they have done. Forget all that. This is a new season, and it's a blank slate to start it all over again and make some really great decisions. Um, you know, just kind of talking about some of the players that were injured. Um, briefly here, we're going to go over uh, Carl Hagelin. As we know, he had that fluke injury where he took that uh, stick up high and, it, you know, got him in the eye, and he's lost some vision and um, depth perception in the eye. Carl Hagelin's future feels murkier than ever. The 34-year-old winger whose career is already in jeopardy due to a left eye injury he suffered in practice late last season is now in out indefinitely with a lower body injury. It's still improving, so it's inconclusive at this point where he's at, McClellan said of Hagelin's eye before addressing the other injury. He'll have some time here because of the other things going on to heal and see where he goes. Um, McClellan added, it's been an issue that's lingered that he's played with and has got worse as time's gone on. And it's a bad point right now. Like Backstrom, Wilson and Hagelin is headed to the LTIR. And, uh, you know, kind of the tough thing about these players is, you know, they play with a lot of pride, of course. 
is to want to kind of live your life and play your hockey career on your terms. Don't let a lot of outside things, you know, dictate where you're going to play, you know, and uh, Nick Backstrom, it was another one we talked about in the first segment, you know, that you want to play with a lot of pride. Carl Hagelin as well, kind of, you know, resounded that as well, that you kind of want to, you want to, you want to quit when you want to quit and you want to play when you want to play. You don't want outside circumstances to dictate, uh, you know, your final outcome in hockey or anything in life, really. TJ Oshie revealed that he had a core muscle procedure done shortly after the end of last season. As a result, he also did not participate in the grueling skating test on Thursday. He is, however, expected to practice fully on Friday and be available for opening night October 12th versus Boston. It'll be on uh, online, ready to rock, he said. McClellan called holding Oshie out of the annual skate test precautionary. And, you know, to have Oshie say that I'll be on the ice, on a line, ready to rock, you know, that's a, a good sign because, you know, he is another great player, a big, important piece of this Capitals team and a great player, but just another positive guy out there. If you listen to any of the Capitals player, he's a lot of fun to be around and, uh, you know, he brings a lot of the intangibles to the game and uh, it's always good to have TG out and TG Oshie out there because he does um, have such a high hockey IQ that it's, you know, it's good to have him out there. And then next, Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin, of course, you know, the the key piece to this Capitals team success, the captain of your team, who turned 37 earlier this month, needs 22 goals to pass Gordie Howe for second place all time. Last year, Ovechkin scored his 22nd goal in mid-December en route to a ninth 50-goal season. It's wild, John Carlson said. It's one thing to lead the league in scoring year after year, but now it's like, Jesus, we're talking real stuff now. Ovechkin, though, was quick to tap the brakes on the second all-time talk. Let's wait, he said. I can't score 21 goals in one game. And that's true. I mean, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. I ultimately do think that Alex Ovechkin will pass Gretzky at some point in his career. I know that there are some um, certain circumstances out there that could prevent that. Of course, you know, if he sustained a major injury um, or something of that nature, of course. But, you know, we can't all think, uh, you know, negatively. What if, you know, he, he, he breaks his leg or what if he screws up his knee? I do think that ultimately... Alex Ovechkin will be the all-time goal leader when it's all said and done, and I don't think anything is going to change my mind about that. One of the other interesting things is when they asked Brian McClellan about uh, the status of Peter Laviolette in the future with the team, you know, after this season, he didn't really commit to, you know, if he is going to keep him or sign him. I think that, um, you know, he was just kind of talking about non-committal, and you know, I think that that is a good approach to take because, say, for some reason, this Capitals team tanks again. You know, say they make another first round exit or say something crazy happens and they don't even make it into the playoffs. I mean, he's you don't want to commit too early to a coach, you know, and I hate to say, you know, I talked about all summer, the coaching carousel, but let's face it, it's a win at business. And if you want to keep butts in seats, then you need to win games. And this Capitals team is going to have to to win these games to keep the butts in the in the seats in DC and uh you know most of the time it's sold out in DC all the time and they want to keep it that way so i mean that's what i'm talking about with peter laviolette if he can get the players dialed in and put the lines together the right way in the defensive pairings and have the right goalie in there to win games 
I understand it's a lot of pressure, but he is also the coach and has been a coach in the National Hockey League for many years. So I do think that he's up for the challenge. And, you know, just taking a look back on last year and, you know, people are already kind of starting to talk negatively about Peter LaViolette, not me. I think he's done a good job. I think he's done well under the circumstances which he's been presented. There are certain things that you can't control. And I think that, you know, what I've seen him done, you know, and uh, has done so far, you know, I, I think that he's done a good job. There's not a lot of things that I would change uh, about Peter Laviolette's approach. Laviolette took note of how Ovechkin appeared in day one. He looks great, the head coach said. You wouldn't know the difference from my time here, from when I got here, and the way he looked now. The skate test, he knocks it out of the park and comes into camp in great shape. That is just a credit to him and the way he trains and what he puts into it and how much this means to him. And, uh, you know, he does, he always does knock it out of the park, but, um, you know, he is looking, you know, pretty old for his age. The gray hair is really coming in and you're starting to see the age in the face there a little bit. And, uh, you know, time has affected us all. And, uh, you know, I can't say anything diminishing about him. I'm 45 years old myself. So to say anything negative about him would be kind of um, an interesting move on my part, but he is doing a great job out there for the capitals and, um, you know, I see him scoring. Is he going to score another 50 goals this year? I'm not going to bet against him. I'm not going to say that he can't do it just based on his age. You know, now that he's 37, I'm not going to say that he can't score 50 goals. Because if you had asked a couple years ago when he struggled or had that little bit of dip in there, you know, is he ever going to be a 50 goal scorer? Most people would have said, no, there's no chance he's got that anymore. So don't ever sleep on Alex Ovechkin. He's going to prove you wrong every time. And uh, I do see bigger and better things um, and a possibility. I'm going to just say it right now on the first day of training camp. I do think there's a possibility that yes, at 37, he could score another 50 goals. So I'm kind of putting my statement on that right now. McClellan would not comment on Pierre LeBron's recent report. The Caps have begun talking to Laviolette's camp about an extension. He's done a great job, McClellan said. He's a good coach, good communicator, done a good job with what we've had to deal with as a team. A good communicator to play holds players accountable. He has a really good skill set, and we're happy with him. Laviolette signed a three-year, nearly $15 million contract prior to the 2020-21 season. And, um, Again, you know, if he lives up to expectation, then I say resign him. But if for some reason this Caps team does take a dip, uh, then I guess, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Is there another person behind door number two? That's the biggest thing. You know, sometimes you see these these GMs and they just they fire someone to just fire them to kind of, you know, I think go to ownership and say, look, I took care of it. I fired the coach. And to that, I would say, that's great. Who did you replace him with? You know, so I think that a lot of times, it's just the GM trying to save their butt, you know, that they don't want to be the next one. So I think to kind of get a, a bit of a stay of execution of their own job that they say, hey, I fired the head coach. And that's why you see this carousel go round and round and round. So the other one, Darcy Camper, that, you know, this is another one, you know, Brian McClellan swinging for the fences and getting the number one netminder on the free agent market in Darcy Camper recently made the nearly 30 hour drive from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan to Arlington. He acknowledged making a lot of stops, mostly due to his dog, to have him stretch his legs. Actually, he's great in the car, which is surprising because as soon as he gets out, he can't relax. Kemper said he just falls asleep right away, which is nice. 
And, uh, you know, to kind of just close this out here, they were talking to Kuznetsov and he was talking about the close relationship that he has with his fellow Russians. And, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes when these players that you've had relationships with, and I think it's a bit, you know, more unique in this situation um, because Kuznetsov and the player I'm talking going to talk about, Ilya Samsonov, is a fellow countryman. And I know that, you know, they're over in a different country. So I think that there's automatically a bond that's formed uh, because you have someone that's from your home country. And I think that uh, Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov have formed a bond over the years. Um, And then he talked, you know, about Ilya and said, you know, I know that he's going to be playing on the Maple Leafs this next season, but um, I still wish him all the best. Of course, Um, you know, he's my friend at the end of the day. I know that we were teammates, Uh, But, you know, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but I watched all the interviews today and uh, I wish him nothing but the best. And at the end of the day, so do I. I hope that he does a great job. I was reading an article uh, preparing for this show and uh, they were talking about Ilya Samsonov, who, uh, you know, according to him, had many multiple year offers out there on other teams, but he chose the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs because the owner said that, you know, we're really going to try to make a push for a Stanley Cup win. And we want you to be a piece of that. And, you know, why don't we, you know, sign you to a one-year deal and kind of take it from there. And according to Ilya, that's the way things went down. And um, again, it's kind of a pressure cooker up in Toronto. How is he going to perform uh, being under the microscope all the time? I guess that remains to be seen, but is it is Hockey City. And if you know one thing about Toronto, they love hockey up there and they love their players there. So I do hope that he is able to handle the critical media up there because, you know, Toronto, here's what I'm going to say just to close the show. And I know that this is a Capitals podcast, but the Toronto Maple Leafs on paper seem like they would win many cups, many Stanley Cups, but what is always their Achilles heel? Goaltending every single time. Because if you look at the lines out there, um, you got your uh, Nylander and Marner and, you know, just the list goes on and on on that, on that uh, team. It, on paper, it looks kind of like the Edmonton Oilers. It looks like they should be a slam dunk every year, but you know, kind of like the Oilers, the Achilles heel is the net minding on those departments. So if anything could be learned, let's bring this back to the Capitals here to close it out, is that the Capitals, they have the, the great goal scoring and Ovechkin out there, and they have Kuznetsov and Wilson when he's healthy and Backstrom and you know just all these great players and great defensemen. And now they solidified the one thing that those teams lack, Netminding, the Capitals went out and picked up Darcy Camper, number one, uh, you know, draft pick, or excuse me, number one free agent uh, last summer. Picked him up, um, you know, and a lot of people are like, no way the Capitals are going to get Darcy Camper. Well, they did, and they signed him. And, uh, you know, on paper, it looks like the Capitals, Capitals are in a good position. Then they also went out and signed Charlie Lindgren, or Chuck, everyone's calling him. So, I do think that the Capitals are in a good position uh, to do great things, despite uh, what all of the talking heads say out there. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.